following program is a collection of stooges talking about the happenings in the automotive detailing industry. It is meant to be comedic and informative. The opinions expressed on the show do not necessarily reflect the reliefs of their peers, their boss, or their ad partners. There may be some cuss words because that's how grown-ups talk in the real world. If you are a young, please seek permission before watching or listening any further. Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell. That over there is uh, Jason Bruno, Mister mm -hmm. uh, Mister So Good. He's got a he's got a, a duplicate Instagram page now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys see that, don't don't follow it and please report it. Yeah. So, um, hopefully everybody's going to jump over. Apparently Facebook's being an asshole again and is mm -hmm. not putting this on the discussion group where everybody's used to watching it. So hopefully people jump over to the podcast page, um, and we will be, we'll be on there. Um, <clears throat> man, so your second podcast today, bro, aren't you, uh, you, you can be, uh, good or. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was on the Renny Doyle podcast earlier. It was great. Talked about yes. the paint correction competition again, you know, trying to spread spread the word and you know, advertise that shit. Yeah. No, it was good, man. Um it was a good listen. Um Thank you. Everybody who maybe didn't catch it, um go check it out. Um I definitely enjoyed it. It was uh some good good stuff you guys were talking about on there. Um and and then there's a cool little q a um at the end of it and so it was um it's good stuff man mm, good job yeah. yeah um okay so we'll get into this the website the detailsolutionspodcast.com listen you guys know that's where you can find everything hashtag money money funny all that good stuff, right? We're like, doing dude, a, a speed speed through. I, I, I mean, think. I'm not trying to speed through it, but dude, I feel like it. I feel like it's just repetitive. I mean, Jesus, if they don't it's know supposed it, to be repetitive. You know, know why? I know it because is. there could be a slim chance where we gain a new listener a new and listener. they have no fucking clue what we're talking about because we're going through this fast. All right, so the detailsolutionspodcast.com is our website. It's got all the links to where you can find us on social media, where you can listen to us. Uh, it also has our, our preferred vendor page, which our lovely ad partners are on there with a link to their website. So if you're curious about any of the products that our um, ad sponsors have, you can click that link. You can go over there. You'll spend some money with them. Uh, they should be kind enough to give you some discounts. So you'll save a little bit of money and and in return, they'll they'll keep spending that money with us for us to give you the funny hashtag money money funny um yeah. 
<laughs> and then we have the drip store. Go buy some. Go buy some t-shirts. You can go uh, through that part fast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody's job, going to the drip store. Um, we are live. Like I said, um, on Facebook. We're just apparently not in the discussion group tonight. So we are in the uh, regular page. We are also live um, on YouTube. Um, so if you have not followed us on YouTube yet, the Detail Solutions Podcast is our channel. Please go like, share, follow, subscribe, all that fun stuff over there. Um, the lives have been popping off on TikTok lately. Uh -huh. Joking. <laughs> but if you want to follow us on TikTok, we are the Detail Solutions Pod. Um, you know, maybe next weekend we'll do some lives on TikTok. That'll be a great, um, MTU would be a great place to do some lives. Um, especially with the paint correction deal, um, hanging out in the just car booth with Noxie and then just kind of genuinely. I'll try to do about. some while I'm fishing as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited, dude. Um, I, you know, unfortunately, um, there's been some people who can't make the fishing tournament on the PDR side. So it was really nice. Randy reached out um, and I was able to get um, Chris Rakana from dr beasley's and one mr jason otterness um on a boat together um so hopefully that'll be a good thing for the detail side those are mm -hmm. two really big guys in the industry and having them you know being able to take part in it and see how it does this year maybe that'll lead to you know next year um you know being a better thing um oh the one thing i forgot the whole reason why i actually mentioned why you were on rennie doyle's podcast and completely forgot it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to mention, there, was, there was a reason i wanted to mention yeah. it and not, and not just give you your props for being on it i completely yeah, god forbid that's all you fucking do jesus <laughs> well i'm just trying to think of the podcast and and everything right um but no, so listen, man, one of the cool things I thought was was Rennie throwing in on the, the competition, right? Like, even though the competition isn't like a full-on, you know, competition this year, you guys are just beta testing it, trying it out, see what works, what doesn't work. But I like that Rennie was throwing out there a free one-day extreme training yeah. um, because they hold those all over the country for, you know, whoever – ends up being quote unquote a winner or yeah we'll figure that part out when we get to it like yeah like i said it's not going to be the actual contest but we'll have little side things going on and maybe whoever can get the best gloss reading will get that opportunity right. so the reason why i wanted to bring that up is because he did challenge some other manufacturers on his website to throw in some donations or put up some prizes or something like that so i mean we do have a co-founder of a company on the podcast tonight that is listening i'm hoping in the green room so maybe mr mike cardenas will uh throw in some some aquatech something or other and uh give you a give you a little something for people whoever wins it or whatever so i'm sure mike is listening we'll we'll let him take that i think jason's watching too so jason you're watching check that out um all right what else we got uh mte is only a week away uh, if yep. you have not bought your tickets yet i'm um, looking for a code uh, mr patterson uh hit me up the other day and said hey man you got a code so i guess davy p's coming down which is going to be all cool. right man um so if you want to be like davy p and you want to use a code and save a little bit of money uh mobiletechexpo.com um use the code dsp15 when you're purchasing your tickets um that'll save you 15 percent off um 
And then uh, you still have time to nominate us for the Golden Mic Award. That goes all the way up to the last minute. Um, I think like uh, all the way up to Wednesday or whatever. So if you still haven't uh, nominated us and you'd like to, mobiletechexpo.com backslash golden hyphen mic is where you can do that. Just write something nice about us, um, why why you uh, think we should be nominated, and we appreciate that. Um, all right, I guess that's it. About it. We got everything. Let's we'll uh, jump into commercials, and we'll Let's bring go. bring Mike and uh, Rain on, and yep. uh, we'll get to talking about these uh, detailing myths or whatever we're going to call it. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Bond is a leading provider of tent, paint protection film, and ceramic coatings. Experience the transformation as you cool down your vehicle and elevate its curb appeal with Audubon's window tent. Ditch rock chips and scratches by fortifying your paint with Audubon's cutting edge paint protection film. And for an additional safeguard, add a ceramic coating. Backed by an unwavering lifetime warranty, Audubon's products form automotive armor with no limits. Visit AudubonFilms.com to delve deeper into the realm of automotive care and protection. All right, and we're back with Mike Cardenas and Rain Albertson. How are you guys doing What's today? up? Good, man. Uh, Mike, man, get your fucking face out your Mike, phone. Mike, you get, you get frozen again? No. You, can you hear us? Mike. <laughs> Mikey, Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. Guess what day it is, Mike? <laughs> He's got his headphones off, I bet, again. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. I mean, it, it would I'm help if he just looked up a little table. bit. <laughs> he's measuring right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like, These pills are bullshit. Off the fucking rails already, all right. <laughs> Hello. Well, well, whatever right Mike, Mike is like joining Mike, us. Mike, turn your ears Mike. on. He's coming. I even texted him. Hey, he's probably looking at the feed on Facebook. It's there's a delay on it. I just yeah, he's like, "What's up?" Uh, uh, I don't know, guys. I just I look like a sad. I look like a sad man. <laughs> we lost Jesus Mike already. Christ, Mike. I wish more Stop people it. bought Aquatech. <laughs> oh, he says he doesn't see us. Oh. Time to turn his headphones oh, on. Lord. Turn the midget porn off. Oh, turn the headphones on. Can you just call him? I Jeez. Anyways, I don't. I don't yeah. like the so New York Yankee hat, man. Call Mike and deal with that. I'm gonna deal with this fucking Yankee fan over here. Hey, easy. Take it easy. <laughs> I just told him to go out and come back in. Um. So we'll get we'll get Mike back in here hopefully if not we'll just chat it up with rain hopefully you can come back in um so before we kind of we'll give mike a mike a minute to try and figure out his thing um so what's going on rain man how you been uh not bad not bad yeah. good, how's the old uh november rain go or october rain going? uh they've got label they're waiting on labels to be printed i got some pictures of that sent to me and they should be should I'm pretty sure we should be able to have some available at mte i'm not 100 percent sure though but i know what i am going to get my hands on at mte is that fuego yeah yeah tommy's got his line of uh whack his own 
signature line of wax coming out. Fuego is supposed to be pretty, pretty badass. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, that's awesome. You haven't used it yet? I have not. No, no, nobody. Uh, as far as I know, if anybody's messed with it, it's a very select few people, and I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a big deal. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to NTE, man. John's gonna be doing his thing, mixing up stuff live and giving out samples. He, man, you, you see his face. You saw him at, at uh, SEMA. He loves that shit. He'll oh, talk yeah. to you. Oh, talk yeah, to you for dude. hours about. There's Mike. Mike, you back with us? Uh, yeah. Where there he is. All right. There he <laughs> goes. <laughs> I'm like, where did these guys go? I yeah. don't see you. I'm like waiting in the backstage. I was like, do I go to the bathroom? Yeah. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Good seeing you. Good to see you now live. Yes. Um, yeah. Rain, like you said, man, that was. Um, you know, and he did it at MTE last year. MTE last year was the first mm -hmm. time he did that. Yep. I think. I think yeah. he. I think he loved it so much that he's just like, I'm doing it oh, everywhere yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so now that we got Mike back up and and running and everything like that, um, so so I've I've had a couple of ideas, um, topic ideas for for shows revolving around ceramic coatings, and <clears throat> they all kind of wouldn't fill up an episode i i don't think so you know i figured we'd just kind of throw them all in the blender chop them up um i wanted to have you guys on mike you've been you know around ceramic coatings for a long time um you know with with uh, ceramic pro and then 22 ple and now starting aquatech and rain you've been around it you know for a long time too and you're you're very you're very kind of like blunt and to the point with, you know, no matter if it's the one you're using or not. So I, I thought, you know what, man, these two guys would be, you know, really, really great guys to have on and come on and talk about this. So, Appreciate it. Um, so I'm going to, I guess, first off, preface this by, cause I know stats will probably give me some shit along with some other people that, yes, I do understand that I work for a coding company Yes, I do understand that we are going to talk about some things that, you know, might make some coding companies, you know, feel certain kind of ways. I'm whatever. the only one who don't work for a coding company, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, take it however mm. it is. That's that's what this podcast is about. Mm. I separate the podcast from everything else that I do. Um, and our job is to bring content. And I think these are some some pretty good mm. things to bring up. So, um, so the first one I wanted to kind of talk about is coding cults. Um, you know, there's a, there's, there's so many installers or detailers that, you know, and I don't, I don't necessarily know that it's a bad thing or whatever, but like when they're in it, they're, they're in it, but sometimes it feels a little bit, you know, like not just drinking the Kool-Aid, but they're just, you know, brainwashed into you know this is what the coding does this is how you do it this is the, the you know they're just regurgitating the information they don't really have a lot of information themselves to kind of back it up so you know in your guys's experience you know and and the time and everything like that you know what are your guys's thoughts on you know the coding cults as i would call them good thing bad thing you know, <laughs> it's like anything else. It depends on who and what you're talking about in the context. Like 
you hear that word, the cult, oh, you're in the, the angel wax cult or you're in the IGL cult or you're in this and you're in that. And that's just, I mean, it is what it is. So it, like you said, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Yeah. When you get to yeah. talking to people very quickly. Well, once you've been around the, the industry for a while and you can separate the bullshit from people that are really know what they're talking about and they're not just being parrots and repeating stuff. Right. You find out what's what. And it is funny, though, because that's no matter what you put 100 people in a room. And you all are there for the same thing. You're going to pick out there's going to be a click that forms because there's going to be a smaller group of people that are like, oh, this this is my type of person. He's an asshole, but he's funny or whatever. Bruno gets it like there's a thing in the military like, oh, this guy, this guy's good at this. This guy's good at this. You can all be looking in the same direction and seeing different shit. So like I said, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing until it gets to the point. And I'll, I'll throw it. I'm, this is not a ceramic coating company, but if you've been on any forums or any uh, detailing groups, there's a wipe on clear coat company out there that Jesus Christ, Icon Rock Clear. <laughs> yeah, I said it. I don't care. Sue me. They probably will. They'll probably get a phone call. But those guys, oh my Jesus Christ. It's, you ask them, like, people, will, I've seen the interactions where people were genuinely interested in learning more. And they're like, oh, you got to come to our training to find out. Well, where's the training? Oh, at my shop. How much is the training? Well, you got to do a $10,000 buy in. I'm like, gee, that's why you're, that's why you're pushing that Kool Aid. You, you're financially invested to do so. So, as yeah. bad as it is with some, like probably ceramic coating groups. There's other industries that I've seen that are so, so much worse. Exactly. Hey, I'm going to bring on, uh, we got Brandon Johnson joining us as well. So, Hey Brandon, how you doing buddy? Hey, what's up, man? Can y'all hear me? Yes, here we can. Hey, uh, Brandon, I don't know if you know rain. I don't know if you know Mike, there's rain and Mike. Um, Brandon, Brandon's been around for a long time too. Um, so Brandon, you kind of jumped in at a great time. Um, Mike, I'll give you a chance um, to also kind of answer, I'll just kind of fill um, Brandon in. So we're kind of talking about um, detailing cults. Um, you know, the, the, the guys that just, you know, full on drink the Kool-Aid, regurgitate all the information, don't really have, you know, any, um, I don't want to say experience, but, you know, they just, they just go strictly off of whatever the coding company tells them, you know, they don't really kind of try it out themselves and, and whatnot. So, um, we're trying to, we're, you know, basically just kind of ask a question, you know, is that, is that good thing or bad thing? And rain was just kind of, um, you know, saying that it could go either way. And then he, um, decided to drop a bomb about a company that I'm not going to re-say the name, but yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of where we're at, but Why are we saying the name? So who's, who's withhold the information? You know, I, I think, I think, man, if I can jump in real quick, you know, it's, yeah. it's really in detailing. There's a lot of tribal, like tribalism where it seems like there's these camps that just kind of, you know, evolve and it's for whatever reason, as soon as like kind of coatings became a thing, Coatings became the thing that everybody latched onto, you know, everybody yeah. kind of that, that was like, th that was their flag. They were going to, they were going to go to whatever company that was. And early on, there wasn't a whole lot of companies. So, you know, we're kind of limited, but you know, as it started to get more saturated and a lot more, more companies coming on, you know, 
and then it kind of became like a bees, like there's bees going from one thing to another, to another, to another, you know, it's like, there's a group of people that a new company starts up and then they, they all swarm over and they kind of hover and see what it's about. And then they look and they're like, is this our new thing? No. Okay. Now the next one. And then the next one. And a lot of them are yeah. by, you know, the marketing that gets put out there, you know, right. Rain just touched on something that's like, yeah, there's been a lot of marketing and things of certain companies that are out there that, um, you know, new installers or new detailers listen to that stuff. And they're like, wow, is that something I should be looking to? I don't know. The claims on, you know, everybody's looking for magic in a bottle, you know, and right. to get into it. I mean, I was in with a company that, you know, probably arguably regarded probably one of the largest out there was, you know, Ceramic Pro. I mean, say they had a, a large following, you know, of people that came into the fold and, and then it just becomes the, the loyalty part of it, you know, the, the branding and everything else. I, I see it even with us at Aquatech where um, we're even as such a young company, people are rocking the Aquatech stuff and doing it already. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of responsibilities on the company's part, you know, that, that, that comes with some responsibility. I mean, um, you can't just just have people come over and, and have that even you don't want a cult, you know, that's not what you want it to be. You want it to, to be part of, of the network and things and part. Right. But not where there's a threshold, I think, where that responsibility comes out of the window. And now it gets into that culty status. Now it's like, let's just say whatever, let's just start making crazy Kool-Aid and let's everybody just your drink from this. Uh, and then I, love the brand, I love the brand placement. That was awesome. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> yeah there is a Kool-Aid in here. <laughs> It's, it's selfie. It's not that they not that they sponsor us or anything, but they you know. Ollie, but it's, it could have been worse. It could have been a Star Wars office. Speaking of cults, it could be a Stanley Cup, right? That's yeah. almost like that, yeah. right? So people see that stuff, and his detailers are no different. It's just like trends, and then once they latch on, and some guys, I mean, I've seen some people that they'll just they'll go to war on, on they'll, they'll they'll die in that hill, man, of whatever coding company yeah. it is. And, no matter what it is that you tell them or how bad they are or how crappy or difficult it is to install, you'll never get them to change their mind. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brandon, what about, what do you, what about you? As far as what? Well, I mean, how do you, what do you, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, kind of that, that coding cult, you know, the people that just blindly follow whatever a coding company says and they're not, you know, trying it or experimenting, you know, for themselves to, you know, get, get real data, real information. So I think that's very unfortunate because like he said, you know, say ceramic pro is a perfect example. Um, when coatings came out, there was very few of them. There was very, there was, you know, just a couple. And, uh, I picked, I did my own, you know, product testing. I imported, um, a few of them and I tested them and I decided to go with C quartz. And, uh, so, I've been with C quartz. I'm probably one of the, probably one of the few, again, detailers that are still with the same coating that he started with. So I imported C quartz. Everybody thought it was a snake oil. Everybody thought ceramic coatings were snake oil at first. So I got, I got railed pretty good online for, uh, importing the snake oil and, uh, you know, did my own testing myself, but a lot of people should, so to say, regurgitate what these manufacturers say, because, it should be that they should be setting the standard. So, you know, them following what a manufacturer is saying, it sucks.
because some of these detailers aren't educated and a lot shouldn't be on new products and new things that come out. They should lean towards the, the manufacturer and go off of what they say. Some of these guys don't even understand what proper product testing is. They just think that, oh, I throw this on a test hood outside and fucking hit it with some yeah. products and see what happens. So, um, you know, the following in the cult that gets ingrained with these companies. And like he said, some guys will get on there. They'll die on that hill. They'll get on defended and they have no idea what they're even talking about. They're just repeating <laughs> what they heard or what they said, not even understanding that someone else has some tangible evidence to dispute the fact and they'll die on that hill. They will literally die on that hill. Um, but uh, I think it's nuts. The cults that, that get involved with these uh, the, look coatings today are almost like paint protection film today. They're all, they're all pretty good coatings. There's very few out there. That's just like fucking trash. You know, most of these coating companies have it figured out just like PPF. Now PPF today is leaps and bounds from what we started with, you know? And uh, so really to get so involved and so culty after a brand, you know, I think it's nuts. Now loyalty, I think loyalty is very important. Loyalty means a lot to me. That's why, you know, like I said, I started with uh, CarPro. I had CarPro before Corey had it. And, uh, and I've been with them ever since. Um, now I've, test, I've tested products. Um, and there's other products that I still will use on side of, uh, car pro that people don't qualify for our higher end packages. And I like to see what's out there and I'm always open. That's another thing that people get caught up on. They get, you know, they're so afraid to learn because of their egos and so afraid to open yeah. up to a new brand that's out there. And, uh, and I think that's, that's a bad thing to get caught up in that kind of cult. Now having the loyal click and your friends, I think that's great, but you know, to some of the extreme that some people take this to, I think is a little, a little nuts. Yeah. Well, well, we still got you and you kind of brought it up cause maybe we'll kind of go back in reverse order. Um, Mike's having issues again. Um, so you touched on loyalty. So that was kind of another, another topic. So maybe let's, let's jump into that. Like, what are your thoughts on, you know, the fact that a lot of detailers are not loyal or don't stay loyal to, you know, one brand, you know, it seems like it's, you know, kind of the kid with the new toy, right? Like, Oh, the new one comes out and it's a shiny new object. It's a new toy. And it's like, Oh, well I'm done playing with it. Right. It's like, it's like, I'm done playing with Woody. Now here's a bus. Yeah, right? right. You know, right. like when Woody yeah. is still, you know, badass and does everything that it ever did for you. But sometimes I feel like maybe some detailers and again, you know, um, like Mike kind of, kind of, you know, pointed on with, uh, on the cult side of it, of, of these little groups that kind of break off or whatever it's, you know, feels like maybe, Hey, you know, well, these guys over here are doing this new brand now. So like, I need to go be like them. So what are your thoughts are on the loyalty of it? Man, I think loyalty, um, you know, should be important. I wouldn't, I don't think it should be looked at as a cult. If you find a good team to rock with, if you find a good solid company that believes in the core values that you believe in. And I think that's another thing with coatings. I, one of the reasons I haven't jumped is I just haven't found a company that aligns with my, uh, you know, my beliefs about coatings. Um, you know, and that's hard. Some of these people, everybody got in that race of let's get to a longer warranty. Let's get to a advertising, throwing out there. Our coating's going to last longer. Um, 
you know? So, and I think that's important to staying loyal to something. You need to find something that lines with your core values as you and your business and your business model. Uh, and I think that's very important uh, with being loyal um, to a brand. I see these guys jumping and it's almost like you said, the shiny object. I yeah. think a lot of these people try things to maybe think it's going to make them successful. Like, let me jump to this brand and it's going to instantly shoot me up or it's going to do this. And like he said, you know, about Ceramic Pro, Ceramic Pro did a lot of things right. In the beginning, their coding was terrible. You know, a lot, there were so many terrible things about Ceramic Pro, but there were so many things they did right. And, and, and that helped a lot of people. Um, and I think some people kind of expect some coding, some new shiny object to be that silver bullet to propel them to stardom and, you know, rags to riches, so to say, and instead of getting with the company, aligning with core values and, and rocking with that company and helping push and promote that company. Because one thing I don't see in this industry that I think uh, should be is or, or people should, you know, companies should get, do better with brand ambassadors. You know, right. I see a lot of these guys kind of jump on as a, a temporary brand ambassador for a company and nobody really utilizes a brand ambassador the way that they should be. And, uh, and they allow people to jump around. I think that's terrible because so, some of the bigger names in our industry do do that. They jump around to every single thing. And I think that's a bad look for them. Right. I think, right. I think it's a terrible look. Right. And, 100%. and rain, um, I'll let you jump in because Mike had, Audio issues had to jump out. Are, yeah. Mike, back now? Can you see? Everybody? I'm back, and I can okay. see everybody now. Yeah. Okay. I don't know cool. What, uh, so Mac, Mac problems. Yeah. So Rain, since you were able to hear all that, what's your what are your thoughts on you know that kind of you know loyalty of bouncing around and well, sure and that's the thing. There's again, I'm before I ramble. I've, I'm a firm <laughs> believer in there's absolutely no absolutes, right? So. You have different different people with different reasons or different motivations. A lot of when I first got into detailing, before I even had an LLC or a fucking Facebook business page or anything, I'd probably spent three or four thousand dollars on products. I wanted to try everything out. I was curious. I was naturally curious, and I loved what I was doing. I was like, "Oh, let me try this. Well, let me try this. Let me try this," and and that and that's part of it. You see people, and I've heard product reps like higher ups are like, Oh, he's a coding whore. He's a brand hopper. Well, so what? Like let, let them find out what works for them. Right. But the loyalty part and the cult part, those that's a, it's a fine line between what gets considered as what. And yeah. it comes down to like, what Brandon was talking about. If you're, it comes down to integrity. If the integrity of the people that are, selling you product or you're you're installing their product if your values align with theirs and they take care of you and you take care of them it's a mutually beneficial thing for everybody involved there's no reason to go anywhere else that yeah there's shiny stuff yeah there's always a new thing coming out that's the next best thing but if you stick with a brand and help them develop their product it that part can i mean i'm living proof of it i'm I shouldn't be where I'm at. I just, I've just, I've been in there. I've said this a thousand times. I've been in the right place at the right time around the right people. And I've had an open mind and listen. And you've been around, like I said, you've been through the, you've been around the industry long enough. You can tell what's real and what's bullshit. And it's going to be a flash in the pan and what's gone. And unfortunately, some people get that 
you know, they see that shiny thing out there and they can't help but chase it. Yeah. And again, you know, people, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Like try what, find out what works for you, but it gets to a point where if you're trying to advance it and you talked about this in some of your early podcasts, you would ask the question, what's the date you're going to put your polisher down? Like, what are you doing as you get older? And I'm certainly getting there myself. People don't have, don't think about that. They don't think about the bridges they're burning on their way to getting to that point where, Oh shit, my back hurts. My elbows hurt. I have bursitis. I have, you know, a hundred different things wrong with me physically. I can't grind this, these 70 hour weeks out in the shop. And now you see them trying to cross bridges that they've burned down. And it's, it's sad to see because it's people that have good things to offer, but they've burned bridges along the way. And now they can't walk back across them. You know, you know, one of the things that we've, we've come across as such a young company is the fact that there's a lot of these companies that are coming into, in just, just speaking just in America, you know, they're coming in from Asia they're not owned by anybody that's here. The guys that are running here are just reps, right, that are here, right? And they're selling, you know, that product or whatever. We've learned as, as a company that's from here, we've, you know, we, you know, we own the company, everything else, that, you know, there's a reason as to why we got into the business of this, you know, because we're always here. It's so saturated and there's so many. Why are, you know, why are the, well, the, the thing is, why? Why is it that we do what we do? And we're finding out that going in from a philosophy as a company of trying to do things the right way, because we've all been through all the bullshit that all these other, a lot of companies have put out there. People kind of are, they've been conditioned in a way because of the loyalty. They kind of like, they jump, they jump ship really quickly. As soon as things start to go south, boom, they leave. And then the next one and the next one, and they keep hopping to all these different ones. And until, and then, they come to some of them come to us and they they think it's some kind of like gimmick or some kind of like nah you're waiting you're, I'm waiting for you to screw me somehow like this yeah you can't be that nice like you know it's kind of like the the the, the, the you know they're they're it's like it's like they're used to like dealing with all this bullshit all the time and like I said a lot of the companies that come over like they got people like hey you just need to sell we're owned by whatever they like the it's a, it's obviously you're in business to make money. But a lot of the philosophies and the things that go behind those companies and how they do things, it's what burns a lot of these installers and why they move to, you know, so yeah. quick. It's hard to keep the loyalty. You know, Tommy made a comment about loyalty. Yep. Goes, Wait, we do that like with our rewards program. It's not that I'm trying to make a sales pitch of it, but we feel that you should take care of the people that take care of you. And that's the installers. That's that's who your bread and butter is. And without those guys, we wouldn't survive if we if we screw those guys over. You know they're gonna leave. You know, so it, it's it's very it seems tough, pretty so simple, right? Yeah, but yeah. It simple. seems simple, but some of the largest companies did that. I've helped start, like even paint protection film. I did a I did a massive amount for Expel. I started with Expel when Expel had nothing. I've been I was at their facility. They had two rolls of film in the back. Like wow. I did massive things for Expel, dude. And at the end of the day, they don't give a flying fuck. And that's the it's problem. 
It's, all the, it's, it's, it's the stockholders, right? And so, no one's going to call them out. That's the other thing. No one's going to hold these companies accountable. Everybody's afraid to say anything. And I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't give. A, I don't give a flying fuck because they people they, people want to say nothing because they're scared of the, the the angry mob that's going to come after them. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That too. That too. Yeah. The cult. They're afraid of the cults. Well, I don't also, give a fuck, dude. Because also, that's, go ahead. It also kind of I think goes back to like what Rain was saying, right? Because I've been that way, right? Like I've had to kind of very play this podcast very neutral very switzerland right because right like rain said when when i put my polisher down right did i did i burn every bridge behind me and and now i can't swim back across the river right so you know i think sometimes people don't want to say things because you never know what comes in the future and you know i've always kind of had that mindset of you know um as long as i can swim across the river then i'll <laughs> gladly burn the bridge down you know but <laughs> listen but, yes and no but the, the good and the bad thing is we've let in so many companies get away with burning detailers yes. in this industry we've yes. let in so many people get away with this shit and they kind of take advantage of it dude and that's yeah. terrible that we because it is like i get it from somebody like your standpoint or somebody that is looking to you know maybe strategically place themselves later on that can come back um and me, I'm kind of like, it, it sucks because sometimes I will hold my tongue, but 99% of the time, I'm going to fucking say it. If somebody does some, some messed up shit, I'm going to call them out because at the end of the day, these companies need to be held accountable, um, you know, for what they're doing. And at the end of the day, I can stand up and say, look, what you did was wrong. What you did as a company, how you didn't take care of this guy after everything that he did, or you didn't write this wrong. At the end of the day, that was wrong. And if, if nobody likes that, I don't give a fuck because right is right and wrong is wrong. Now, if it's some shaded gray area, yeah, okay, I'm not going to get involved. But if it's, it's cut and dry, people need to hold these companies accountable, man. And and you know, it starts off just like Aquatech. You know, there he's true, lo loyal, you know, to the core, small, going to take care of everybody. And then next thing you know, they don't give a fuck. You're just another number. And I'm not saying that that's what he's going to do because he seems like he's really into it. But I've just watched it so many times over and yeah. over it starts off like this and then just boom and well, then you know what you know what we found out you know what we found out and, and and i think i think it's because it's the money aspect of it so yes, jason and i when we say. started this when jason and i started this company we are self-funded for better or for worse we didn't have a big stockholder a big company that came in and because then you work for them they yeah. dictate what you do. So Jason and I were like, if the only way that we're going to make this company work, because we consider ourselves to be in the people business, it just so happens that we sell ceramic coatings, but yes. we are first and foremost in the customer service, in the people business. That is why we do this company. It's the why as to yes. why we do what we do. And the only other way that we're going to be able to stick to our guns and keep doing this without having that evolution of, say, Oh, we're here for you and everything. And then like, man, what happened? These guys were so cool. Now they don't give a shit. Why? But because you have some big money behind you that's going, hey, we don't give a shit that you guys do. We want you to sell this. And we're like, yeah. we're going to sell a headlight restoration kit. No, we don't give a shit. We need to make money and you need to do that. And so Jason and I did that early on. We're like, this is the only way we're going to do it. It's going to be a long road. Yeah. Because we don't have millions or whatever or, or overseas money that can just be dumped into a brand. We get a spokesperson. They do this. And here it goes, right? And we don't have money to go blow at to have a huge booth at SEMA or anything. I mean, we're doing MTE, and that's – I mean, 
I mean, it's, it's, you know, we're, you, you, you're grassroots and you're starting, you yeah. know, and a lot of what we take is kind of the, the Nike concept of how they started. And we're like, yeah, they stuck to their guns. Eventually you, you have to, you, you can dictate where you are going to, how big you're going to get. But you look at the large companies, a lot of them's like, I mean, look kind of like who's behind it, who's owning it. And to your point, I think Alex is probably what you're going to touch on is just once the money comes in, money will make people do things that they right. never thought they would ever do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I wanted they, to touch on um, Stats had a had a good comment, you know, about loyalty and support from the brands for the installers. You know, companies move on from detailers as soon as they stop, um, as soon as they stop dropping a couple of grand a month. Um, and, and I think that, you know, could be a reason why maybe, you know, somebody's not getting the love that they were once getting from, from a brand because, you know, again, like, like Brandon, like you said, right? Like they started out like, Hey, we're all about you. It's a big family, da, 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 da. And the next thing you know, you're just another number because there's, you know, so much more money coming in that, you know, they can't go that way. So, you know, I, that could be another reason. You know, if, if you stay loyal to, to the people that build you up and bring you up, then, you know, maybe there's not so much bouncing around, um, you know, yeah. But before we go into uh, the next one, let's do a commercial break and then we'll uh, come back and talk another topic. Be right back. Auto Fiber is your ultimate partner in automotive team. Elevate your detailing with our premium microfiber and applicators meticulously crafted for protection. Unleash the power of precision and achieve that showroom shine. Auto Fiber, where innovation meets immaculate finish. Upgrade your detailing experience today. Visit autofiber.com and use the code DSP for 10% off your order. The difference is in the details. Okay. Um, so one of the other things that, that I've seen a lot of people talking about and I wanted to bring up and Brandon, I want, I want to start with you first. Cause I think, um, you know, with what you've built and what you've got going on, um, you know, you, you might have a, a, a great answer for it is the whole, you know, Carfax myth, you know, why, why is it important um, or why is it a thing that, you know, installers feel like they need a coding that registers on Carfax? Um, you know, I know there's a couple of coding companies out there that that do register to Carfax. And, you know, with with my short time in Aquatech, um, you know, even talking to some installers that are that are curious about, you know, our brand, you know, that's sometimes that's the first question they ask is, you know, does it go on Carfax? Cause I need that. So, <laughs> you know, I'll let you handle it first, man. Oh man. This, so this goes back to the, the guy just falling for the shiny object. That's, that's a perfect example of this. So, um, because realistically, you know, let's talk about what does that do? So Carfax is supposed to be a, you know, value and history tool for a vehicle, okay? And uh, the reason I have a good insight on this is because we're, I'm actually writing a software now to, to fix these, these wrongs. So if you put that a car was, you know, ceramic coated on there and it goes on the Carfax, that does absolutely zero for anybody, really. That's yes. almost like taking pictures and putting pictures in your CRM of, of every single step you do to a car. That's great and cool and, and a cool little shiny object for you, but that does nothing because what, what 
Now, let's go ahead and talk about what it should do. So what it should do is there should be some type of evaluation put on that service being done to that car. That would be the benefit of something going on, something like a Carfax. So, and this would entice a client to come to you to do a service with you because now if they could say that, look, this car was taken care of well, it was ceramic coated, this car should be in the top 1% of resale of these vehicles. Now you're getting a value. There's a logical reason for it to be on the Carfax. Currently, there is no logical reason for it to be on the Carfax other than shiny object. It's doing nothing. You're not seeing how many steps the guy did. You're not seeing the warranty. The warranty's not transferring. It's not adding value to the fucking car. You're not seeing any of the real valuable information, and it's not in turn putting any more value on that vehicle. That's just a shiny object. That's all it is. Right. Just a sticker. They're just putting and, a sticker and de- on it. Right, and depending on you know, maybe the upper-level type cars – right? Like if it's being put on a Ford Mustang or a Honda mm-hmm. Accord or things like that, the next person buying it probably doesn't give a shit that it's well, got a ceramic coating on yeah, it. But imagine if they did. Imagine if that Mustang owner bought that car and said, look, this car was coated by Alex at his detail and shop. Here's a picture of the bottle. Here's a picture of every single step that he did. Here's every single picture before, after, and then, the, oh, by the way, this added three thousand dollars to this vehicle because it shows how well this car was taken care of it documents every single step of the process it adds value to the car it adds value to the client and it adds value to you because you're adding true value now to a vehicle so that's what it should be but people aren't thinking they're they're just going for that shiny object but we're the software is is you know on its way out that you know being ready to be doing that and it's going to have clients coming to you to want to do these services because it's going to actually add tangible value and we're going to we're going to reach out you know we want every ceramic coating company in, involved in this we want every detailer involved in this we want everybody involved in this we're not going to say oh this coating versus that coating it's all about the documentation and the proof to back what was done and adding real value to the car because now it adds no real value. I have this all the time. Even guys in my mentorship program, I actually just had this conversation with one of them last night. He's like, I want to use this coating because it goes on the Carfax. And I'm like, what the fuck does that do? <laughs> yeah. Tell me what the fuck that does because it does nothing. It yeah. does nothing. And well, Vin- I mean, Vincent's, you know, Vincent's got vehicle. a good thing here. He says, Vincent says it's like, you know, maintenance records. Like exactly. Maintenance records. Yeah. 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 My software yeah. covers everything from general maintenance to coatings to literally the TPMS sensor. It logs and tracks every single thing on the car. It shows you who did it, when they did it, how long it's going to last, when it expires, and pushes you to go back. to. And the next person that buys the car, now they get to see, they didn't even know Alex existed, but they get that car, they get their car, they punch in their VIN number, and they say, holy shit, look at this dude. He did all this stuff to this car. Look at all the documentation with it. I'm yeah. bringing this car back to that guy. Right. But you right. know, you know, it's funny. I, I have a, a brand new uh, Hummer uh, one of those EV whatever oh, nice. things. This was done at the dealership, right? Like within a month, the guy's only had it for a month with a brand that every detailer that's listening to this podcast would know. I'm gonna, I'm not going to say the name, but they're, they're very, 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 very popular. What color and, is it? It doesn't. <laughs> One of the two colors that it comes. Yeah, from. yeah, yeah. And you know the thing is, it's it has the Carfax, which doesn't matter because it has a warranty. Yeah. 
But my client brought it to me because I've done his other cars. And when he bought it, the dealer's like, hey, you got to pay $2,000 for this no matter what, right? It's in the package, like when you buy it. Oh, and it's yeah. got this coating. And I saw the co- – and it's here in town where I live. And I'm like, you know, here we go. And, he, and he's like – he goes, it's coated. But it's it's not <laughs> – he goes, it's flat. I washed it. It doesn't bead. Yep. And I'm like – and so here is this coating that is among – it was a huge, it came in a huge wave and there's a lot of people that install it. Accountability. See, that's another thing for my software. And there's, Accountability. So there's no, there's that. The warranty is worthless. We don't offer a warranty because that's not even worth, I mean, the, the it's the ridiculous, right? right. Then the Carfax thing. And he goes, he goes, they sold me on all this stuff, but it doesn't do what no. it's supposed to can do. No, and so now I got to pay you to coat this thing. Yep. And, he show, and he asked me today, he's like, hey, is it beating now? I'm like, check it out. Here's a video. Look yep. at it. Yep. Like, that's what it was supposed to do in the first place. And that's what happens with a lot of these companies. Like, It's the, the shiny object. It's a Carfax. And we got this. And it doesn't matter. I, I, in my opinion, I think, I think, and then again, going to the maintenance too. You know, there's no, account, like you said, Brandon, there's no, there's no accountability. Oh, we deal with it every day. We get cars that come in. We got a brand new uh, Mercedes AMG GT that the, the dealer overfilled it. You know, we got another client that's a dentist. They changed his oil and didn't put oil back in it. Blew his car, brand new car up. So, I mean, the, all of these things, the software does because it tells you, take a picture of the oil going in. How much oil did you put in? Take a picture of the oil coming out. Like it literally, and it's, we made this easy. You just snap a picture and upload it. You know, your coding. Here's a picture of the coding. Here's a picture of the, the serial number. Boom, here's a picture of it going on. Boom, all of that is living, breathing proof. There's no fudging it. You come back, you check it, there it is, done. You can see who did it, when they did it, how they did it. Everything everything is transparent. And this this instills trust because that's another bad thing in the automotive industry in general. Trust. People don't trust fucking people anymore because of shit like that. They probably didn't put the fucking coating on the truck, you know, but they, they sold the that package. The roof <laughs> so. wasn't done at all. They, they didn't even touch anything on the roof. Any of that stuff. The other thing that we we notice with that too is that you know they're 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 putting these these. It's like the Carfax. Yeah. You know that it's it's like it, it it's it's a gimmick. It's like this. Well, we're gonna because we hear this a lot. Is we're gonna take your business to the next level. Join our coding <laughs> company and we're gonna make you this. Yes. Jason and I like that's a bunch of bullshit. Like we tell our people like it's your responsibility. It's your business. Our responsibility is to make a quality product that works. And we support you however we can, customer service-wise, value-wise, everything else, right? But at the end of the day, it's your business, right? You're the business owner. Yep. It's your responsibility yep. to take your business to the next level. Yep. We're just a small component of that, but we're not going to hear it to tell you where, where – because they're used to tell, seeing these companies are like, come to our train. You're going to be this this huge mega. You're going to make you know all this money. We're going to take you to the next level, all that it's, you know, and so they see the stuff like the Carfax came as a part of that, I think, to yeah. to entice people into like, like you said, the shiny object of like, oh, well, if it's on Carfax, maybe you, maybe I need to get on this coding because my customers, you know, I mean, most of them, you know, they, they, they could care two shits about it. They most of my clients keep their cars for not even two years. Right. Yeah. Right. Know? Right. Rain, it, Rain, what about what about you, buddy? What do you got? Uh, Brandon pretty much nailed it. How I feel about Corfex. It, it's absolutely fucking useless. I mean, we start what we were talking before we got live. You know, I don't think it's 
necessarily a bad thing to have, but it's only as good as Carfax is. And Carfax isn't like, like all the reasons that Brandon pointed out Carfax to, to, from our point of view, from the installer and from people selling coatings, who gives a shit? That's nice to have. It's a shiny thing. Sure. If that puts a feather in your cap that makes you feel good, go nuts. But <laughs> it's Carfax is, is a joke. Yeah. Absolute joke. I, we, I, I, I did a car a couple of weeks ago. Well, shit, a couple months ago. Time's not real. Um, I'm not drunk. Um, <laughs> I did a car. It's a 2014 uh, Chevy SS. A guy wanted it. It, it, was, it had been beat up in the car wash. Anyways, did a lot of polishing on it. I was touching up, uh, did a couple t- paint touch-ups on it. And I was polishing real slow with a three-inch polisher and a burn-through clear coat. I measured it before. It was measuring like 6.5 mils, most of the car. And when I burned through, I called him immediately. I said, hey, man, do you know, you know, I guess you know that your car has been resprayed. Has it been an accident before? Because you could tell it it looked like a damn tree. There was rings. There was base coat, clear coat, base coat, clear coat where I burned through. And uh, he's like, no, man, I've had the car since it's had four miles on it. It's never been in a body shop. I've never had, it's never been in a wreck. Turns out it, Obviously had some damage in transport and the, the dealership that he bought it from resprayed the whole car before he ever took the delivery of it. Do you think they told him that? Do you think they documented that on Carfax that the car's been refinished? Of course not. So that's yeah, Car Carfax is well and and Vincent brought up a good point here. Uh so Vincent says he <laughs> he says I hide it accidents from insurance all the time doesn't affect Carfax. So I've heard of that before, right? I've, I've heard that, you know, there are ways around fixing things and, and it not going on Carfax. I mean, yeah. obviously not but going body to shop and tell them you're going to pay out of pocket and you're not going to be a part of an insurance. Claim. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we, we run body shop in, in my shop as well. So yeah, all, all it does, we have clients like that all the time. They just pay cash. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, if you got... are the in with your body shop guy, you know, you've been going to them for decades. So, They'll do you a solid and be like, yeah, you know. Well, it's the insurance company that reports. It's the insurance company. So as long as you keep it off of insurance, you're fine. That's that's where the issue is. But that's also where the the flaw is. Because, say, if a car, this is is how fucked up Carfax is. So if a car is in an accident, say, say an owner comes to you, buys a brand new Porsche, brings it to you, right out the gate, three miles on it, tells you, hey, I want you to ceramic coat this thing i want you to put paint protection film on it and i want you to put a color wrap on it so he's just going to spend fucking a boatload of money real quick with you you do this car he pulls out and goes to a stop sign and a woman hits him and damages his front fender and headlight and front bumper well the problem now is carfax only looks at the value of the repair so they look at front bumper cost this headlight cost this fender cost this and then they're going to say the car is worth this. And then they're going to look at the repair. But what they're not going to do is when you hit them with the extra bill to do, redo the coating, you hit them with the extra bill to redo the PPF, and you hit them with the extra bill to redo the uh, the wrap, that adds like it's more damage. So now that Carfax is going to hit that car for a, a heavy to moderate fucking accident because thinking that the accident was terrible because they only go off of the number value they're not going off of no this car this guy had three layers of protection on his car or this guy actually took care of his car no they only look at the value and say oh my god 
there was $25,000 worth of damage on this car. This car was in a terrible fucking accident when really that wasn't the case. So that's another big flaw with Carfax. Major yeah. flaw. Major. Um, okay. And then the, because we're running slightly long, I'm surprised Jason hasn't nodded out on us yet. Um, <laughs> no, this is good shit. Keep it going. That's yeah. A good one. Um, so, so the last, um, the last topic that I kind of have is um, the technology side of it, right? So it's not, you know, 10, 15 years ago when coding searcher is coming out, the technology and has gotten a lot um, easier, um, you know, where, you know, I think Brandon, you said it earlier, you know, like the same as like the PPF side of it, right? Like codings are pretty much a lot the same nowadays. I mean, I say it a lot on the podcast. It's the same shit, different bottle. Now I know that everybody's going to be like, oh, but it's not. But, you know, like everybody I talk to that says that, I go, yeah, but it kind of is. It, that's, it's the same ingredients. Like, yes, Aquatech might be mixed a little bit different than Angel Wax, might be mixed a little bit different than C-Quartz, um, the Ceramic Pro, and on and on and on, right? But it's they're basically the same ingredients that are used in them to make them. So, you know, with the technology getting a lot easier and a lot simpler you know um aquatech has a has a great easy on easy off application it's super strong you know coding but there still are those companies out there that are still kind of sticking to that old school technology of multiple layers you know quick flash times which makes it you know so hard to level down um you know rain you'd brought up the um the topic of IR curing. And I know that that is a little bit of a benefit versus kind of a negative, but some coding companies will not let you, you know, play their reindeer games. If you don't, you know, IR light, IR cure. Um, so what are your guys's take on, you know, some of the, that, you know, why does it have to be so hard to do something that now is so easy to do? And whoever wants to jump in first, we'll, we'll start there. Money. Money. A lot of companies yeah. don't want to change. Why would they? If the people, they, like it's like we talked about before, that blind loyalty that people have built up to some of these companies, they, that can be, a, that can get, you can get in your own way. Like there's some, I'm not going to say no names on this one. I won't talk about another coding. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But there's coding brands that like seven or eight years ago, like they were that this was top shelf. And now the rest of the industry has caught up with them or surpassed them, but they've got their people, they've got their core people that are bought in so hard that they're like, Oh, this works for me. I'm not gonna change. This I don't need to do this. And they'll make excuses for it. Like they'll justify their purchase. It's like the guy that buys a ten thousand dollar TV instead of the two thousand dollar TV. It's that TV might be 10% better in picture quality, but it's not, it doesn't justify the cost jump, but they'll just, they'll justify it and be like, I got the top. I got the best of the best. Sorry. That was rambling sidebar. Uh, <laughs> people get stuck in their ways, man. And, and it's, it comes down to the money. You see people, companies that have blown up and gotten real big, real popular. And you look at, like I said, six or seven years ago, they were the, one of the best out there. Look at their makeup of their company now. Do they still have the same product reps, or is there a revolving door? They yeah. some of the, they got new people in, pushing the same old products. Yeah, like they there's no 
financial reason for them to change if people are still buying into what they're selling. Yeah. Well, and, they, and they're dictated again by, by the, the larger companies who either manufacture or some of them don't have any control, you yep. know, of, of what goes into it. Like you're selling what they, what you're signing, you're just a distributor. You're not even, you don't even own the company. You may be the face of the company and people may think you own it, but you're, you don't own it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're owned by a huge company somewhere out in Asia somewhere, you know, and a lot of times, like for us, like Jason and I have found out that, you know, a lot of it was, um, they don't want to invest in the technology that's out there to make it easier, to make it faster. Why? Because it's easier to sell. You make more money selling two bottles for, for to coat PPF, a base coat and a top coat. Now you got to buy two bottles that you're going to make more money. We looked at that. We're like, that's just so stupid. Yeah. We just make one product, the, the, the one bottle to do PPF. For. It's, it's one example that we looked at. And we're like, that's the kind of shit that we hate. It's like, you, you don't need to do that. Why? Because it's to, like you said, to make more money to do that. The, the technology is out there now that it's, they're going to be faster cures. It's going to be a faster cure time. It's going to be faster, more efficient, you know, because for us at the end of the day, the pain correction is still what you're charging the, your money for. That's where your talent lies. That's where the experience is, the expertise. That's what you bust your ass to do. If you're charging, it's because you're charging for the pain correction. At least I hope so. You know, Alex and I, you know, we're talking about sometimes these guys that race all the way to the bottom, they're charging 400 bucks for a coating. It's like, then what the hell are you charging for your paint correction? Like for us, we, we, we thrive on our, one of our very earliest campaigns that we still do put out there is we know that the gloss doesn't come from the coating itself. It's, it's, that's just a protection. It's Bro, from the- said that for years that people are over are overpricing their coatings and underpricing their correction work. I've said that for yes. a long time. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, that's your expertise. And, and, and you know, was it uh, Aaron Knox that was on here that said, you know, what if tomorrow there was no more coatings, no more PPF, whatever? Yes. Can you can can you still manage your business and people just come for you for paint corrections? Are you still going to charge 400 bucks to do all that polishing? The prep yeah, changed much, you know, the prep and the washing and the paint correction. It might get easier a little bit. You know, some of the products, obviously, yeah. they're, they're, we could take out more scratches, but then the paints change and it's, a, it's evolving like everything else in, in detailing. But at the same time, it still takes us a long ass time to do all that work. And that's the bread and butter of what you're doing. So for us, with seeing the, the technology and what we're doing, it's like we just want to make it easier. And why some of these companies are still doing the two coats, got to wait 12 hours, wait till the next day, do all that. And it just creates a log jam in everybody's shop. It's a pain in the ass. And again, it's why, if it ain't broke, why, why fix it? Right? Like, like, it's like you guys were saying that guys are already in that whole cult. They already drank the Kool-Aid, no matter how much you try to get them out of that. They're like, don't you realize how, you know, bad is to how long it's taking you how they don't care and they're going to pay what is it i don't know what the most expensive coating would be but some of these coatings are ridiculous in price as well yeah, i've seen i've seen and some of them pushing 400 bucks nowadays and they're a pain in the ass to install yeah. so how does that work it's at the end of the day it's a business it, you know you're detailing it's a business it's like if you're paying that much and putting a pain in the ass coating like why yeah Brandon, I want to I want to have you talk on it because I know we we were talking beforehand and and you know Mike bringing up the whole polishing as you know part of the 
you know, the main thing with it. And I know you had mentioned that to me, you know, before we came on air is, is that a lot of people still don't think that polishing is the main thing. So I wanted you to kind of explain what you were telling me earlier. So, um, yeah, a lot of people I see get that topic mixed up. Um, but a lot of people weren't around when coding started. Um, some of these companies are pretty much all of these companies that started out early on in the game. It was a requirement to polish a car before. It, there wasn't it wasn't an op it wasn't an option to uh to be a standard for some of these higher up coatings you you had to you had to polish the car i signed paperwork like i was buying a fucking house when i imported the first <laughs> professional ceramic coating because it, it was fucking nuts like it, they had all kinds of stuff and uh and then you know this it goes to this simple easy money but that's what everything's getting to it's getting to the simple easy money for um, you know, these distributors and manufacturers, uh, and it's getting to the simple, easy money to the detailers. Um, and it's getting, it's, it's just, it's, it's across the board. Everybody is the internet is doing this to people. Everybody thinks that there's an overnight, there's an overnight success plan. There's an overnight, this, that, you know, they don't have to put in the fucking work. They don't have to grind. They don't have to do all of these things. There's something, they're just missing that one small piece and they tomorrow, their bank account is just going to fucking explode. And that, that goes with everybody, the, the manufacturers and distributors, they're not, they're not reinvesting. And this is why they're getting stuck on the old coatings. They're not reinvesting back into their products, back into their people. That's like MTE. MTE is a small, tiny event. I applaud every person that shows up there. You know why? Because that is for this industry. That, and we, detailers need to be bigger at MTE. We don't have many events. SEMA is massive. We're, 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 we're shit at SEMA. But events like MTE, we should be there as a, you know, as a industry putting on. Every one of us, every manufacturer. If you're taking people's money and being part, you should need to be giving back to the community. You need to be there, involved, shaking hands, talking to people, representing your product, reinvesting in your products, you know, education on your products. All of this goes leaps and bounds, and it goes with everybody. It goes from, like I said, distributors, the guys that work in shops, everybody. You know, even with my mentorship program, these kids think that there's some overnight success. No, you have to put in the work. I can tell you every single thing to do, but if you don't do it, it's, it's, I can't do it for you. I can't do the work for you. You need to put the time and the grind in, and that's what these companies need to do. These companies need to put the time and the grind in. They do. They need to look into newer products because what you had 10 years ago, if it was the fucking best, it was the best 10 years ago, man. Like yeah. and the same with the PPF industry, the same thing. It, it goes for everything. The entire, you know, it, automotive industry as a whole is the same thing. This industry has evolved so much just in the last 10 years. I'm not even going to go back 15 years because it was waxes. Okay. We were, we yeah. were, wax we were spending days paint correcting a car with old technology. Like we were fucking spending days, polishing cars just to fucking wax it okay so like the, today to have a ceramic coating or ppf to go on to protect that is great but yeah. you know again these companies they get lazy and they they don't they don't reinvest in themselves everyone needs to reinvest in themselves that's another you thing know, i teach my guys continuously reinvest learn something new after you master paint correction and wet sanding move on to something else stay in the same industry but move on to another craft yeah, it's, well, it's kind of like this, like they it's, say, right? If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards, right? Yeah. And and that's uh, that can go with you know all the way across the board, whether it's the 
you know, the brands or the manufacturers in the industry, um, detailers in their shops or whatever. Um, Mike, what were you going to say? No, I said it's, it's the grind. You have to keep doing it. You know, for us, man, we, you know, we knew it was going to be a slow go and, and you're, you're starting, you know, from basically grassroots <laughs> funded and doing all that be different. If, you know, you see a lot of these companies that come up and we, we, we can think of at least easily at the top of our head, at least three that come on the scene huge right and it's why because they've got crazy money behind it right millions and somebody invested well if we had millions yeah we'd have all the fancy schmancy stuff and then when people sign on with us they're like hey do we have the click pens do we have this do we have the like <laughs> easy man like we invest our money in the product that's what we're that's our main responsibility in the product and, the, and what counts you know stuff like this and, and whatever brandy it's all part of it but at the, at the same time, your responsibility is to invest into the company, invest in yourself. You know, we, you know, Jason and I always say that we're the last to eat at our table. You know, everybody else eats before us. You know, we're the last ones. We, you know, because eventually that's the only way we're going to build this thing if we don't keep grinding it out. And that's what happens. We see that with all the companies. It's like they get all this crazy money, overseas money, boom. And then they got it. Why bother? They don't care. It's all about money. You know, they're not going to go invest to make the, the formula better or easier yes. to buy or anything like that. They're not going to do that. We we did that where, you know, ours initially was a five-day curing process. Now it's 48 hours. Why? Because we invested in the money to to make that a possibility for faster, uh, you know, time for three-hour cure time or attack times, all that kind of stuff. We Jason and I could have done what everybody else does. And it's like, nah, it's going to cost too much money. Everybody else is already doing it this way. Let's just stick with what works, right? Like everybody's conditioned this way, so let's just stick with it. And we're like, no, we're not going to do that. Like, why? You know, I mean, it. I think doing, being a company that's like, if your philosophy is to do the right thing, you know, it's different. And I think people aren't used to seeing that because they're conditioned to all this, the shit that's out there. And, you know, we're, I always consider ourselves kind of a breath of fresh air along with some of our colleagues and a lot of the companies like, you know, like Angel Wax that, you know, we're on the same, we're, we, we, we have, there's, there's a group of us that are kind of on the same wavelength, you know, that we align with and we're like, yeah, man, like they, they understand and they're like, we're with that. Right. But then there's a lot of these mega companies where like, dude, it's, you know, it's cutthroat. They stick well, to what would have forever and they've gotten away with it. And, and, and people are still loyal to them for whatever reason. It's just like, you know, the people that you're like, dude, you know, that, that relationship is trash, but you're still yeah. in it <laughs> Yeah, every day, but you're still in it. You love them, right? You, you're going to die for them. You'll do whatever it takes. And we just still, I'm still baffled by that mentality. It's like, you, you don't know a good thing, you know? So, I mean, it's, it sucks. You know, it's unfortunate. Well, I think also there's some misinformed and miseducated people that get in uh, positions as well. You know, <laughs> I see, I see people that are in the industry that's been here a long fucking time. And they should know better than some of the shit they're saying. And they're the first person to jump on the internet and start spreading bullshit. And it's like, holy God. And yeah. they're they're big ambassadors for companies. And yeah. you know, that that's that's the mind-boggling parts of me too, man. That's fucking <laughs> terrible, man. I'm like, holy shit, man. And it it really it's 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 baffling. It's baffling. But that's that's a terrible, you know, that that unfortunately that cripples companies you know that will you put the wrong person there that's saying the wrong shit 
and not moving your company forward, they're like, oh, this is what we're going to do. And this is great. No, that's fucking terrible. But also you have to be willing to take those risks. Just like you're saying, you could have done the same exact thing. You could do the cookie cutter program, the cookie cutter way, but no, you're going to try something and you have to, you have to be willing to take those risks. And that's another big thing in this industry. A lot of these guys don't understand the proper risk to take. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they won't ever take a risk or they'll take some stupid fucking risk on some of these crazy things that, you know, I don't want to say it, but, uh, you know, some of these crazy codings <laughs> that's making these claims and you gotta, you gotta go, you basically gotta go sell your fucking sister to buy into this shit. And, uh, yeah. Ours, ours resist, ours resist, uh, gummy bears. Yeah. And Eminem, so I, I, I'm not talking about a coding company that says it works like PPF, are you? Yeah, man. Shit, oh. That's one of them. Jesus God, man. But that again, that's a perfect example because how long has this guy been in this industry? That guy's been in the industry a long fucking time. He should know better than that. Years. He, he should know better than that. But no, there he is on the fucking internet, dude. Like, holy shit. You know, and he's not the only one. There's, I would say, unfortunately, there's nine out of ten of these motherfuckers that have been here a long fucking time. And it and goes way are, back, right? It goes way back at least ten years at least where there's there's people that have, you know, you light shit on fire or whatever it is. <laughs> yes, yes. Get on there. Yes. We've all seen that stuff. And it's yes. like, man, you know, you're smacking things and you're, you're, you've got your plate and you're just beating the shit up, you know. Yeah. And it, it's those kind of things yeah. that, that, that use, people use to sell stuff like that. It's like the old... Um, yeah. You know, that, that or whatever the fuck it was, all those infomercials. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's like kind of like that thing. And, you know, after a while, I mean, give it some, I think in the beginning when all that stuff happens, you know, cause they, they came in strong with all that, but now that it's been years and you're like, damn, your coding didn't even last six months, bro. Like, yeah, but you look at, but you also need to look at the people. You also need to look at the people that were big ambassadors for those companies. And where did they move to now? Where are they at? Because they're still floating around. They're just they're just they're just wearing a different fucking jacket and they're doing the same thing. And the, the problem is this industry, again, instead of calling people out on it, we've just let it go and let it go and let it go. Like Ceramic Pro. I'm sorry if we would have came right out the gate and been like, bullshit. Ceramic Pro wouldn't have got as big as it was. It wouldn't have. Like their marketing was killer, but if you came out, that's like this other big company that you're having to buy into. We're basically shut that shit down on the detailing forms. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what needs to be done. People need to be called out and held accountable for the bullshit because it's not fair, especially to companies like yours. You're smaller. You don't have the marketing. You don't have all these big paychecks behind you to do all this shit, but you're in the industry grinding. You know what I'm saying? So you are the you are the type of company that people need to be working with and lifting up. Meanwhile, we're letting these yes. other guys just ram over the top of you with bullshit, the fucking bullshit. Yeah. How do we do that though? That's that's a question I have, and I know I know Bruno. I can see his face. He's about to <laughs> Bruno, and, I, and I've done it before. Before I've taken a bigger face. On as it, with Angel Wax, I'm I'm a little more cautious with what I say. Yep. And but I still I still call shit I still call shit like I see it. But it, and here's the thing: like I, I hear this a lot from people. Like there's so much drama in the industry. There's drama in any industry. Yeah. Like you get into paint and body tech. Go into a fucking body body shop forum or people that do that shit. Jesus Christ, it, that's another level. Yeah. Uh, and it's everywhere, right? You. Yep. 
what you focus on is what you're going to see the most of. <laughs> if you were looking for something negative, you're going to fucking find it. Now, there's a balance, right? Like, we know there's people that are pushing bullshit. And people like you guys that have been in the industry and been around a while and been exposed to it, we know what's real and what isn't, what's what's maybe a little bit of an embellishment versus what's, okay, this is absolute garbage bullshit. Like, <laughs> we know it. But the thing is, if say say I call a guy out, and it's somebody that we've mentioned but not his name, this dude sent me like a 12-paragraph message on Facebook because of a comment I made on somebody else's post. And it started off with, I'm not going to give you my resume because that's not important. And then this motherfucker gave me his fucking resume of everything he's ever done in the automotive industry yes. for the past 40 fucking years. I'm like, yes. oh, I was swimming in my dad's balls when you were doing the shit you're talking about. Nobody I was still on his toes, yeah. Nobody fucking cares. Like, if, if you're genuine and real and authentic, that shit will outlast any amount of money thrown at bullshit. But people will buy into the shiny bullshit. Yeah. Now, as far as calling people out, I was thinking, I've been thinking about this for a while. Like, there should be like a blacklist. Like, okay, this pe- this person that represents this company is pushing this line of bullshit. Who do we who do we put that to? Who do we like? How do we fix this? How do we get this person? I, I don't want to say, don't bring that shit to the IDA, dog. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Well, Listen, you just, you just call them out. I guarantee you, if you call these motherfuckers <laughs> out enough, if you say, look, dude, you said that you were in fucking Vietnam and you're 24 fucking years old and you blast this motherfucker <laughs> over and over, he's going to fucking stop saying he was in fucking Vietnam. Okay. Right. Like, and that's, that's all it is. But, but everybody is a terrified to say something and listen, listen, man, some of you guys that are, you know, y'all kind of have to stay neutral, you know, I get it. I get it. I understand. But at the same time, you know, uh, there's there's quite a few guys like myself that dude I, I'm it it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> it doesn't matter I can call a guy out on Facebook he's not gonna affect my motherfucking paycheck at the end of the day my shop's killing it my clients will give a flying fuck if he's lying about fighting in Vietnam or not I don't fucking care but we need to call these people out and just hold them accountable and look these people need to either there's no reason to come on here and lie we all started from from nowhere you know what i'm saying we all are learning i'm still learning shit every fucking day man so i mean it's we're constantly learning but to come in here and you know pitch this bullshit and then get away with it because it just feeds it's really it makes our industry terrible because again i'm watching these guys make these ceramic fucking coding ads every day and it's great to see these guys doing half of the proper thing to make this ad but the way that they're pitching the ads of, oh, it prevents from bird shit. It prevents from acid rain. It prevents from that. It does It does all of this shit that it's not going to fucking do. It's terrible. But he's just repeating what Bozo fucking told him that's been in the industry for 27 fucking years. And that's the problem. No one called Bozo out. They just let Bozo fucking just keep Bozoing. And now, now everybody thinks Bozo is a fucking guru. And he's not. He has no fucking idea what he's doing. He flew by the seat of his pants. He had a fucking mobile detail in business. He probably worked out of a fucking mobile home fucking trailer. And, and that's where he ended, which there's nothing wrong with starting in a mobile home trailer. I don't give a fuck if you started on a bicycle. But you didn't make it to where you're saying you're make it, you made it to to be giving this type of advice. And that's the fucking problem. These guys are trying to give advice on something they never did themselves. They're bullshitting the industry. And they're making our industry worse. Because now... You have a client that comes to you that he saw somebody else's ad. And now he's at you. Want to know why there's fucking water spots on his coding? 
Well, Mike, I didn't fucking tell you the shit prevented from fucking water spots. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah, and those are and those are the guys that that you know what we get. You know, unfortunately, that come to us and go like, "Well, what's the contact angle?" And it's like all of a sudden with all this like <laughs> newfound chemistry, right? And I'm like, "Dude, we we manufacture this shit, and I couldn't tell you exactly every whatever nuance of you know molecular on the molecular whatever. Yes, the molecular level, molecular level. Yeah. You should. If you don't, then you're you know it's like. No, that's the chemist fucking job. You know, that's the chemist job. Thank you. I'm exactly, not a fucking chemist. Exactly. Like we pay people that are, you know, a hundred times smarter than us to, to figure that shit out. That's yes. their their job to do that. But we, they get so indoctrinated to that whole all that nonsense, and we're like, man, we just can't. You know, they come on there, and then they, you, you just can't get them to see the forest through the trees anymore because they don't even know what way is up. They've been fed all this shit forever, and then to make those companies to get on their good graces, they keep, you know, putting it out there. They're trolling out there. Regurgitating. They're, 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 you know, they're, they're going out there and putting on their big trolling and going, well, what about this? Or what, you know, they're calling people out on, on shit when, you know, here they are, you know, using something that they're more responsible for that. I mean, we see in, where we've got a lot of resistance from huge companies where they're like, well, We'd like to use your product, but we can't because this product told us that if we use yours, we, we can't buy their PPF anymore. Yeah. And, and we, we can't do that, right? And we're like, are you kidding me? And like, yeah, but. <laughs> I tried to consult Expel on that. Our guys hate installing <laughs> Sorry, I had this to product. Something from my lungs. Oh, I'll buy the fuck out of them. They absolutely hate installing it. We have to install it on the, on, on the down low. We stall it, whatever. We can't post it. And it's like. It's such crazy shit that you're being forced as a company to install a product that your guys don't like to use. It takes forever. It's a pain in the ass. And it doesn't live and, up to expectations. And you're, and you're, and, but that you're out there and you're wrapping the colors and you're doing all yep. the stuff and whatever. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. With, is it true that with, with, with $100 you can make a, a monkey dance? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, cause, I mean, you know, for us, we're like, we don't. It, you, you know, we don't tell you that, hey, if you only install our stuff and we don't want you installing anybody else's stuff, we don't give a shit what you install. If yeah. it works for you, you need three, four, whatever the hell it is, that's fine. At the end, we know that if we do our, our part, eventually you're going to see it and go, you know, why do I need all that when I can just, this is the easiest. And that's typically what happens in our case. But we've seen this with a lot of companies and it's like the same stuff and we're like, Jeez, man, like, you know, you, you, you know, it's like Jason and I always say, it's like, you got in this business to start as a business owner, but you're being dictated what you can and can't do by a company. I mean, I think you should have the right to choose whatever coding or product you want to use. 100%. If, if I'm telling Alex, hey, you can't, you can't use Oberk. You have to use, you know, this. And he's like, dude, I love the Oberk. Well, yeah. no, if you want to keep using Aquatech, you got to use this other, you know, that's so ex ridiculous. Expel, Expel, um, whenever they decided to do coatings, they, they contacted me and was like, hey, man, look, we need your feedback on this. We know you've been in the ceramic game since the beginning. Please, we're sending you our first couple samples. We need you to fucking run it through. I said, stop, don't, don't do this. Uh, please tell me why. So they gave me the whole spill about what they were going to try and do. And I'm like, fucking terrible. Y'all are great at paint protection film. Stick to paint protection film because you're going. You're going to try and start like you said. 
No one wants to be told you have to use this, 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 and this. Look, you're killing it. You have you have the best fucking cut software. You have the best film right now. You know, you have all of these things. Why are you going to fuck this up by forcing people saying you cannot fucking do this? And they've lost so many people because of doing dumb shit like that. And then to give you another good example of that, when we hosted our Top Gun training, uh, I reached out to a few ceramic coating companies that I've tested and I thought were great products that uh, were easy to install and great other options because I know everybody cannot get CarPro, so they can't get approved for Finest. So look, I have to offer other options to all of our attendees. So I reached out and <clears throat> do you know one of the fucking companies tell me, um, you're not going to be able to do that because CarPro, uh, you have to only use, I said, listen, stop, stop, time out, I, stop. I'm calling to see if you want to, have your coding involved in that. No, 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 you're not going to. I said, listen, I, I was car pro for, before car pro was car pro. That's not your job. Call and asking for, he fucked himself out of having his own coding there because he was so worried about stupid fucking restrictions, dude. It's dumb. Insane. It's stupid. Like literally talked himself out of being presented at our, like dumb, dumb. And some of the, some of the decisions, these big guys, these big companies make are mind-boggling dude it's mind-boggling and like at the end of the day if, if they want to get into that whole resume dick measure and shit i'm like dude look at what i've built i started from nothing i have a three-story fucking dealership looking building with supercars like there's you can't argue with that like i'm going to give you the best ideas for your company to help you like i'm not going to steer you in a wrong direction if i'm trying to help you here you can either take the advice or you can't. I'm not going to sit here and dick measure or play this fucking game with you. But pushing things to, like you're saying, making guys use certain products is terrible. Like forcing guys' hands. That's that's why a lot of people got into this because of the freedom. People want they want to be their own boss. They want to do things their way. They want and there's there's no company out there that makes the best of everything. They're not. All of us as detailers have tons of different things in our fucking arsenal. We do. That's that's just what we do. And to have companies try and limit you that is it's that's a terrible decision for their company. Oh, well, great. I look at I look at it as as like a carpenter, right, or or a tradesman or whatever, right? Like they don't just have one hammer for every right. Like I'm just going to use this one hammer and it's going to bang every fucking nail in the, the thing or whatever right there's there's different hammers for different things there's different wrenches for different things or different screwdrivers for different things so so you're absolutely right just don't tell the ladies that there's only yeah, one yeah, it's only, yeah, there's only yeah, one yeah. So. Yeah. but but you're you're absolutely right you know there there are you know sometimes this works great on that but not on this over here, but this other thing will work really great on that over there. And so, yeah, I mean, you have to have, you know, an arsenal of, of different things and, and try different things. Um, I mean, hell, I mean, I even know some guys that, you know, will, will ask us, you know, like, Hey, if I use your product, you know, do I have to use it solely, you know? And I'm like, no, I mean, you know, we're, we don't want to like, just give to people who are looking to try to like scoop up everything because they're trying to get territorial. But if you have something that's working great for you, but you see a need for, for us in your shop, then yes, I mean, that's fine. You know, we don't, we don't need to be the only thing in your shop. Um, so yeah, I mean, we even kind of, you know, encourage, you know, if people want to use other things and they want to use our stuff, then then do it that way. You know, we don't need to be the only coding that you use. We just hope that you're at least buying something. You know, I, I look back to when I was talking with Bob Phillips, 
you know, obviously PNS makes a shitload of products, you know, and he told me that, you know, when he goes to people's shops, um, he's just happy if they have one thing, right. That they're using from PNS. He's not, he doesn't care if they've got a whole cabinet full or every single thing or, you know, whatever he's, he's like, look, you got one thing, man. That, that makes me happy. You know, okay, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's how a lot of people should be. Um, yeah, I mean, the money grabbed it just like, we want you to use everything we have, our polishes or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, no, man, so not no. everybody, you know, it's not everybody makes everything great. I mean, it's like we've said it before, you know, we, we always talk about it in our company. It's like, you know, if we're going to put a CD out there, not that people buy CDs anymore, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather put out, we'd rather put out, you know, six really good songs than yeah. songs yeah. that are yeah. shitty and you only like the two and that's what happens with a lot of companies you just pump out a lot of it or it's just you know relabeled stuff where it's like well we offer you a hundred different products so go ahead and put a hundred products up there and then they just toss a label and they're all you know whatever it, it's like you, you see a lot of that and we're, for us we, we the one that gets us is um <clears throat> the loyalty part even going back to that is that we still don't understand why some people just won't stick around like they they just keep they try it. They want to be the exclusive in my area. I want to be exclusive. Nobody else has it. See, I think people need to be held to those. I think that those people need to be they, held accountable. And, yeah, and they don't buy anything, right? So they're like, hey, man, like uh, we, you know, it goes both ways. I'll protect you yes. if you have some competition. Guys, you know, some kind of weird situation where the guy's across the street. He used to work for you, like a weird situation. Hey, we'll protect you. We won't sell to him. But at the same time, if you're just squatting, on a yeah, squat. because you've got you know ten different coatings, bro. You there's <laughs> squatter. You gotta, you got you a coding squatter. So, you know, and, and the thing is, they don't understand is like you're talking with people that are the detailers. You know, we we are still doing it. We you know we are you know the out of the company, the majority of us are still detailing cars. So we come from that world. Like, dude, you can't bullshit us. Like, we know what that whole game is about. We've been in it for a long time. And a lot of the up and coming ones, especially like the younger set of guys that are coming into the industry, you know, they're just coming in, looking at YouTube, looking at these guys. They're like, man, I, I mean, I think I'm going to start my own brand and all this. Like, dude, yeah. you can't even correct the car yet. Like, right. you got to walk where you crawl. You're trying to be a mogul. Of, 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 <laughs> mogul, yes. It's like, you know, like, because they see it in other shit and they're like, oh, I'm going to be this. I'm like, it just, you know, I mean, it, 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 we, we see a lot of that. Those are the things that we see as a new company that we're coming in from a different perspective and looking at it and going, man, I, we knew it was kind of screwed up in a lot of ways, but man, is it screwed up in a see, lot of See, let me ways. tell you, Justin brings up a good thing. You said you need new salesmen. See, and this is this is the other part no, of- No, no, it just, Stats is being an asshole. <laughs> is he? Is he I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, he brings up a good point. I'm a sales rep. But he brings up a good point, whether that's true or not. He brings up a good fucking point because listen, if, if someone doesn't get on and hold you accountable, you're not going to know the changes that you need to make. If someone comes online and says, hey, dude, this is what happened. I tried to reach out to you. This this is the way it went down. This is everything. That's going to help you make the adjust. That's going to help you. If you never know about that, if someone says, look, dude, this is what happened, and they just run and jump to another company, no one that helps nobody. So in a way, sometimes holding and calling somebody out helps. Just like you're saying, it goes both ways. If a detailer is jumping around, coming to you with all these promises, and he's jumping around, I think they need to be held accountable. If somebody comes to you, that's not fair. They can't come to y'all and do that shit, and they no, shouldn't. 
And they do that with when they when they you know they come to us and they're like, dude, I'm gonna buy like yeah, oh, fuck dude, that no. car, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy like you know I buy like ten thousand dollars a month worth of all this stuff. You know I'm gonna do this. I'm on social media. I've got you know thirty thousand followers. I do all this stuff, man. You know it's gonna be great. All right, yeah. man, bring it on, dude. I goes because talk is cheap. Oh, hundred percent. You that you know whatever, but we'll see. And yeah. I would say they'll tell you all that shit to get a two hundred dollar bottle of coating for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best yeah, part. exactly, right? And then it's like, come on, bro. Like, what happened yeah. to all this? Whatever. But in the past, they did it for another company, for a larger company, right? And they did that. They drank Kool Aid. It's like brand whores. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's like it's like here's a company that's like, hey, grow with us. There are people that they were super intelligent to recognize a good thing and go, you know what? We're jumping on. This is good. It checks all the boxes for what yes. we, for company. Uh, you're not making all these crazy promises and everything else. Yeah, man, we're in. And they yeah. were early. And they're fine. They don't need to be, you know, we don't need to babysit them or, 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 or come out because they get it. But a lot of these guys, I mean, it's just, again, it's just been conditioned over time. And it's just, you know, companies have been doing this for such a long time. And now here are the effects of it, you know, uh, you know, many years later after the marketing has worn off, you know, some of those coatings, they're still not even on the cars anymore because, you know, they're not on there for a lifetime. Last, <laughs> what? That's the lifetime. It, it, it lasted two, three years, you know. And so, you know, it's being realistic. There's responsibility as a company. You have to have a responsibility that we hate to have to we would not have to want to put our stuff out there where people can't rely on it and call us out on and be like these guys are full of shit like look the stuff lasted for whatever we love yeah. seeing people that you know we've only been there we do we just had installed today uh it was this two-year anniversary i mean they started with us before we've been launched a company and still stuff works and they yeah. do huge volume and everything else and you know that's that's doing it the right way you know there's responsibility as a company you you have to do that otherwise if you're going to do the money grab and just say whatever the hell you want to say just to make some money i mean there's people that'll do that you know and you know i think the amazon shit has has creeped in we've noticed mm -hmm. that when people buy a 15 dollars coating on amazon you know and then they're like well i'll just charge 300 bucks for a coding yeah. job the shit cost me 10 bucks on amazon or whatever you know those are a lot of things that are creeping in now that we see as well and that stuff doesn't work, you know, but we see a lot of it where guys want to buy, you know, they want to buy a bottle that's going to last them, you know, 10 years, but they want to pay 40 bucks for a bottle of, you know, 50 milliliter bottle or something. We're like, why? Because they're charging like nothing, you know? So, I mean, it, it's, it's a responsibility on everybody. So yeah, accountability. I think accountability yeah. is, a, is a good word. I think we need to hold more people accountable in this industry. And uh, people don't need to get their feelings hurt over it, you know, but if you're going to come out and say something, you need to stand by that, you know, and that comes down to loyalty and honesty, because I mean, again, in any other, you know, profession with ambassadors, you go do and say something that's not right. You're, you're cut, you're cut, like you're done. So oh, we've turned down so many people like that, yeah. that have been around the circles, yes. all the different ones, and they've come to us and like, we're going to do like, nope, we've no. been around there, dude. No. And I, and I, some of these guys, I mean, I've known them. So it's like, I flat out, tell them like, dude, you are not a fit for our company. Oh. We are not, not that type of company that will stand for that stuff. Like yeah, we're not, no. gonna, you're in the wrong place. That's not how we roll, man. Like that is not what we're about. 
but trans I, I would say transparent accountability you know hopefully that that can be a good thing i've been trying to you know call more and more people out on on some things and and hopefully because honestly if it's done correctly it can help everybody it can help the person it can help the the companies and it can help grow the industry as a whole you know some people look at it as drama and bullshit but at the end of the day if you're a fucking adult you can handle some criticism you know and we all need it none of us are perfect man none of us but it, but if somebody comes to us and says hey man look this i don't appreciate the way you did this or you know uh, you know, maybe you could help us with this or, you know, it, it it's a two way street because just as just as we need to hold brands and, and people accountable, we need to hold the, the detailers that are, you know, the higher ups in this industry and even the smaller guys, because if we're letting them run around and do this and we're not calling them out on it, dude, they're just they're just going to breathe the next fucking generation of them. And that's like these kids that are coming on here saying, you know, I just bought this 60 million dollar property. I turned 18 yesterday and I bought built six shops like you obviously haven't really spent and made big money in your life because you're not going to go finance a fucking $2 million property at 18 fucking years old. Like you're not that credit's going to take a while to fucking build. You're not going to do those things. So these guys doing all this shit and creating these problems in our industry because they're not getting called out. They're not being held accountable for the, and because it's hurting us. It is, yeah. it's hurting your brand. It's hurting everybody. It's hurting us as, as shop owners, because now we have a client that comes to us that saw somebody else's ads that completely misinformed them. You know, and if that guy would have got called out on the bullshit ad he was running, he'd have stopped running that fucking ad. You know, and actually, you know, for us, it's funny because we come in as the, the quote unquote nice guys, right? The people that want to do it the right way. And we get and we get all this blowback, you know, and it affects us. Like, and it's like we're like you're so conditioned to see yeah. all this stuff. Now we're, we're, we're telling you that we're going to take care of you. We're doing this. I mean, talk to what we were like. Talk to any of our installers, like give them a call and talk to them and ask them, vet, vet us and go, hey, you're an installer. Like, how is this with this company? They're like, don't bullshit me. Like, how are they for real? And do it, you know, and because we hold ourselves accountable. Yeah. You know, yeah, that yeah. blowback is good. That blowback right now is good. Yeah. That yeah. means you're you're making some noise and you're, yeah. you're disrupting an industry that's kind of been set in its ways in a certain in a certain certain aspects and, and Tommy just spoke on it um the accountability has to come from within too if you're with a company that you can't complain or have an idea to improve a product and they people the powers that be won't listen to their installers they're going to lose their people yeah right. and again yeah. that's that's a big that was a big monster that blew up real fast they had <laughs> These, these motherfuckers had installer groups that were only installers were on. But if you if you criticized any part of a process or any part of the product line, they would say, oh, well, you're doing it wrong. You're using it wrong. And they delete your comment. Yeah, I've seen that wow. shit. Y'all probably yep. know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about. Again, I'm not saying oh, yeah. I'm not shitting on nobody. But with Angel <laughs> Wax, with Angel Wax and Tommy, Tommy said it. And he's, I just noticed one of the comments popped up. Tommy's such a likable dude and he stays mellow and chill and people like him that we had a problem with some of our installers. They didn't want to complain to him because like Tommy's my dude. I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't mm -hmm. want to do this, that or the other. And but I reached out to him. I was like, so, hey, man, what's going on? Why, why aren't you using this particular product during the summertime? They're like, bro, when it's humid, I my shop, I don't have AC. This shit sucks to install and if no one had said those th things to me where i channeled it up to tommy who channeled it to our 
Uh, as soon as Tommy brought it up to our chemists and to our guys in the UK that make our stuff, bro, I I had product in my hand in two weeks. I had three yes. different versions, yes. different carriers. That's a fucking and, win. That's and now, win. and now Genesis is what we started with. That was our 2019 when we launched. That was our our top tier coding, and it's changed. Now, now there's a different version for the states because our guys in Florida that are doing in you know when it's 90 degrees and 90 percent humidity, the, the UK never sees that, so they didn't uh-huh. know that. Yep. Jesus Christ, this is a pain in the ass to install. So now they've changed and tailored the product, and that comes again. That comes back to the integrity that we talked about mm-hmm. and accountability. Mm-hmm. It's easy, like oh, you know, like other companies again. What you're talking about, Mike, how it's like this this set standard that people are used to. You guys, that you're the fact that you're getting some kickback and the fact that you're growing your shit organically and with integrity and with honesty and being upfront and not not chasing money or the next shiny thing. That's why we'll be on another episode of this in five years. And some of these people that are installing for other companies, their company won't even fucking exist in America. So look, some people can't take the way I fucking I give it to them. Some guys won't even look me in the face at MTE. You know what I'm saying? And at the at the end of the day. It's not that I have anything about them personally. I'll, I'll bend over backwards to help the same person I just fucking blasted. At the end of the day, I want the industry to grow from it. I want the industry to get better because it's only it's going to help them. It's going to help future detail. It's going to help everybody. But some people just can't understand that, man. No, yeah. I and mean, I think you know, for us, we're, we're a small company, man, that we can make quick decisions. You know, we we we, we don't. It's it's kind of if you look at it like a, a huge military, you know, a, a huge army. There's a lot of red tape that has to happen in order for them to make any move, right? Strategically, for us as a small company, we take accountability on a daily basis. We're always on the phone, like, what should we do? What do we got to do? We're constantly like keeping ourselves accountable. Are we pissing these guys? Is that the right move? Let's let's take it out to another group. Let's see what they think. Let's do that, right? And then we can make a move a lot faster. Where a larger company, it's not even up to them. They're just like, we're putting this company, this product. It, it sucks. We don't care, but it's going to make this much money. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. We don't care who says that it's, you know, it's good or it's not any, it's any good. You know, that's all that. Um, but, you know, that's it's again, it's that internal accountability that constantly you're kind of checking the pulse. We're not playing water polo. Some of these guys need to grow the fuck up and get out their panties out of a fucking twist. I think I'm going to make a shirt that says that we're not we're not playing fucking water polo pussies. Like, cause <laughs> seriously, like people need to be fucking go ahead and run your fucking ad. You bitch. No, no. Oh, it's you don't so- need to run an ad. Come on, man. We give you a plug and you don't even plug, man. We do can't ad. even help you. Before, before we do the ad though, I do, I do want to kind of touch on, you know, what you guys have been talking about, about holding accountability and everything. And I do want to kind of give rain a little bit of a shout out because, you know, Rain, when I bumped into him the first night out at in Vegas for SEMA, um, and Tommy and Rain were asking me about, you know, the whole Angel Wax gig because it was fairly new to me. You know, Rain, Rain kind of told me, you know, hey, you guys got a good coding. And I thought he was just like, you know, like kind of asking the question, like, you guys got a good coding? And I was like, oh, shit, Rain's about to blast me with Tommy. Oh, <laughs> he actually, like, gave like, me a it's real... It's but... Yeah, he gave me a really good compliment on it. You know, he told me, like, hey, you know, he's like, I, I tried to take some off, and that shit, you know, stood up to stuff that a lot of other codings don't stand up to. So, you know, that that was kind of a cool thing. But, 
But, you know, like here I was ready to take Rain's <laughs> criticism, you know, and then I would have been like right to Mike, like, shit, we need to do something because Rain just, you know, <laughs> calls us on it. Makes us rain on my fucking parade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but all right, let's do our last one. Oh, I had to here. use, uh, I had to use. Angel Wax Resurrection Extreme to take it off. So yeah, uh, it sounds like rain. It sounds like rain's running the ad right now. Yeah, yeah. is that the one that so we'll, was in Indiana? We'll, is that the one that you guys were doing in Indiana for like a training or something like that, Rain? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was at a uh, details a roundtable training, and we had to uh, we were had to take we had removed the coating so the Restore FX guy could do his paint chip repair demo, and then we we're going to recoat the truck, and they hit it with some wool and a medium polish or compound, and I think it was Mike Ryan's. Me and him were grinding away on it. And it that shit's resilient as hell. It was hard. It was there. It was on. I was like, so we broke out the the heavy guns, and even then, so who's, the, who's this ad for? I'm confused. Uh, it's, well, uh, 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 but we are going to go to an Aquatech ad right now. We will come back. We'll oh, you bitch! Up. You got drunk. Put the angel wax up real quick. Listen, Bruno's been sending me the text message. Wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. So we'll wrap it up, B. Who is? Who's sending it? Detailer knows what a detailer wants. Aquatech is a company founded by detailers for detailers. Aquatech Coatings is a company that was founded on the frustrations that we all face as professional detailers. And that is why we set out to build a company that eliminates those frustrations to provide excellent customer service, quality products, reliability, efficiency, products that check all the boxes as professional detailers we need and we want. Find out why so many detailers around the world are loving the Aquatech difference. Join our team today at aquatechcodings.com. All right, J Jason's giving me the wrap it up B. He's, <laughs> well, he's slumping, he's getting lower and lower. Yeah, he's he like, <laughs> he's, he's like waiting listen, for Mash to come listen, on. TV he's he's already put his put his camera on mute or his phone or whatever on mute and dipped out to go to the bathroom. So. I'm excited to try Al's coding. I've got it. I just, dude, we have been so fucking busy. I want the time to give the the coding a, a fair shot. I just, I, I haven't. I've got oh, it no, sitting no. in my spot. I appreciate y'all sending it to me. I'm excited to try it. Yeah. I just want to give it a fair shot. Yeah. Um, so listen, I want to thank all of you guys for coming on, Brandon, especially you kind of being kind of last minute, you know, you, you threw a post or a comment up on the post about, you know, that we didn't ask you and I was like, shit, like we should. And so I'm glad that you were able to make the time to jump on here with, with, okay, Brandon good meeting you, bro. We need to link yeah. up at MT and have some drinks. Absolutely. Yeah. They're on Tommy. It's all the drinks are on Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's going to say all the drinks are on Rick and Rick's going to say all the drinks. Are That's on how you do it. Shit exactly. flows up hill sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think, I think this was, has been a fun episode. I wasn't sure how this was going to go. I mean, according to the comments, this is probably one of the best ones we've done in a long time, maybe ever. Um, so I'm going to challenge fucking hours, man. Jesus. And stop yeah. fucking crying. You fucking yeah. asshole. Bruno's been quiet the whole time. Ready to He's go fucking to fucking sleeping. Shit. Motherfucker was sleeping okay, on the fucking job, man. Yeah, yeah, he could have just put a cut out of Bruno in the back. In the <laughs> <laughs> just put it in place. Go find yeah. your car keys and go to bed. Fucking tape fucking eyeballs to my eyelids. <laughs> so, so um, I want to I want to challenge everybody who's who's been listening to this. If you if you've commented, you know that this is such a great episode or or whatever. I challenge you tomorrow when this goes up to actually share it. 
um, put it on your page, you know, <laughs> let people send it to people. Um, you know, that's, I got a that's challenge how, too. Yeah. I challenge it's anybody. Moves. If you listened for this two hour to almost two hour long episode, Listen. I challenge you to not fall asleep. Oh, I'm dude, a, they're not going to fall no, asleep. No, no, I'm not saying way. it was boring because I'm about to fall asleep is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, they won't I'm fall about to go asleep. night-night. It's <laughs> bad um, my Sounds bedtime. like he's 105. Oh, oh, it's oh, a beard, man. Oh. You, got the, you got the Uncle Jesse beard. Or I can feel a rainstorm coming in my left fucking kneecap. <laughs> Again. Again. He's Amish, man. He's got to get up. I got to get up and in the morning and go to milk. Yeah. Somebody give Bruno his fucking bottle and put him in his crib. Wasm said said there's too much cussing. See, Bruno, I told you. I know you said their accent. I said I know you said their accent words, but it's too much. Um, All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna one at a time put everybody on the big screen. Why you gotta do that for me? When when I put you on the big screen, (laughs) open um, your eyes. If if anybody if anybody you know out here wants to get in touch with any of the any of the people we've had on the panel and don't know how to, I'll give you your time to um give all your at so that they can reach out to you or whatever so we'll start with uh mike first uh you can find me at um geez that's not his at is that is not find me watching midget porn when i'm on video break. <laughs> right geez it's like well we're in the after dark section now i, I think yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know instagram um at uh, aquatech Mike nine, um, also uh, aquatechcodings.com. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook under Aquatech Codings Mike yep. or Aquatech Mike nine. Mike pretty much runs the uh, the Aquatech Instagram. So if you message Instagram or, or whatever, it. it's usually Mike that's that's taking care of it. Yep. Um, all right, uh, Brandon, you're up. If anybody wants to reach out to you, how do they find you? I am on uh, Instagram as EAS Motorsports. All righty. Yep. Easy. And then. The Rain Man. Uh, Rain Albertson on Facebook and Rain Man Z06 on Instagram. I don't get on the gram that much. I should because I got three different accounts in jail at one time on Facebook. Pretty sure no one's ever done that before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just at the booth at NTE, we'll, we'll have a fucking bottle ready for Jason so he can go to bed early. And yeah. I'll have a big bag of edibles if anybody wants some. That's, that's what's up. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll, yeah, we'll see you at MTU. Actually, we're, can't wait uh, to get we're, another inbox from Expel and other people that we've pissed off on this episode. But, there you yeah. go, Mike. We're, you want to get booth number? Yeah, we're. You know what? We're at, we're at. We'll you'll find us right next to Rupes. So our booth is right I, next. to I believe it's nine twenty three or nine twenty three is what it is. Just look for yeah. a bunch of teal and yeah. It'll look like 1990 or 1988 in there. So, yep. yeah. Hey, I want to I take a moment to applaud uh, companies like y'all that are still participating in MTE because I know a lot of people are kind of pulling out and pulling back. And I'm, uh, you know, very encouraging of you guys that do show up and show out. I think, like I said, I think the industry needs more people involved and, uh, you know, more companies. It's upsetting to me that the bigger companies and bigger brands don't uh, don't go. And that actually pushes me more to want to use people like you. And I think it should push more people in the industry to use companies like y'all that show up and support because y'all are supporting the industry. Y'all are out here in the industry. Y'all are reinvesting in the industry. And that's where our money needs to be going into, into people like y'all. Awesome, man. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, thanks, guys. I'm going to kick you all out into the waiting room so Bruno and I can wrap this up because I know he is ready to knock out so i appreciate it hey, thanks um, for we'll coming on man and 
and being so honest and blunt, it was great. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, buddy. Yeah, I don't know how we did. Okay. So, so yeah, man. So, I mean, Look, you didn't say a lot I, in this episode. It was a what great do you, episode. What do you think? A great episode. And I, mm. I, I just realized how, like, how far I am away from the industry. I had no yeah. fucking clue what any of these guys were talking about. Usually I do. <laughs> Usually I do. I know, oh, yeah, they're talking about this motherfucker, though. He's talking about that company. And I'm like, I have no clue. And it, yeah. it's a good feeling, dude. Like, fuck, I finally don't know anything. Because <laughs> I've always complained, like, I, I wish I didn't know this shit. So like, you I learn, wish I learn didn't know with that. the rest of us, right? Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, so I'm yeah. head scratching, like, what are you talking about? Listen, um, I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, it was it was super thrown together. Um, I think we came up with the idea yesterday um, and made it happen. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Um, I mean, up until about two seconds ago, we kept pretty much about 20 people watching us um, throughout this whole time. Everybody's kind of dipping off now, and I don't blame them. Um, you so, yeah, don't blame them. <laughs> we got to we got to do it again, man. Um, <laughs> Listen, please go follow us. Please, the important thing is, like I said, it's it's sharing, right? Get get the get the podcast out there, maybe to people who don't know what we're doing or what we're talking about, or the people that we're having on. Um, so make sure that you guys are sharing this, especially like I said, if if you thought this was a great episode when it goes out tomorrow, um, you know, I'm looking looking at you guys to to share it, please. Um, Tommy, we're glad you're still here. Um, yeah, so MTE is next week, so we are not doing a What's on Your Mind next um, week because Jason's going to be um, in a hotel room. I'm going to be packing stuff up. We will be living um, from MTE, so you should get your fix of, of MTE or, or a podcast from MTE. We'll put something together. Um, we'll do some lives from the pain correction deal. Um, we'll do some lives from Jess Car. I know Noxy wants us to stop by there and any of the other booths that people would like us to stop by. Um, you'll find me in and out of the Aquatech booth um, at different points of the day whenever I get tired of walking around. Um, and I can't wait to see everybody. I'm looking at you, Alan Medcraft. Can't wait to see you, buddy. Um, yeah, that's it. Have a great day, night, weekend, whatever. Um, my name is Alex Russell. I'm still wide awake and Jason Bruno is sleepy and dopey and maybe a little angry. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>